So welcome to this, the episode eight of the Vinyl Detroit podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed episodes six and seven, which was my two-part discussion with Matthew Jacobson, founder of the Grand Magistery. If you haven't had the chance to listen yet, I strongly urge you to do so. If you're any sort of fan of the label, of Matt's design work, or just looking to hear more about Matt and his background, I would say it's really a can't-miss discussion. For this episode, we're going back to basics, and we're going to spotlight an album that made a strong impression on me when it was released in 1998. Mario of Shoestrings gave me a copy of today's artist's debut, Novelle, sometime after its release, and I found it to be just a fantastic album, perfectly combining electronic and acoustic elements. Novelle was my introduction to this band, which made me very excited for their, fir- for their next full-length follow-up that came in 1998. With that, we're going to give 1998's The Friend I Once Had by Club 8 on Labrador Records and on March Records in the U.S. a listen. heard Everlasting Love, which was the opening track from The Friend I Once Had. With its program drum beat and excellent guitars, Everlasting Love is what I would consider a nearly perfect pop song. So before I get into this discussion, I wanted to apologize in advance for most likely pronouncing every single name wrong. Um, So, you know, please take it easy on me. I'm going to do my best. Club 8 is a project of Johan Angergaard and Carolina Komstedt, hailing from Sweden. Prior to Club 8, Carolina and Johan both performed in the short-lived Pop Race project, releasing two EPs for both Elephant and Marsh Marigold Records prior to starting Club 8. So Club 8 formed in 1995 and were originally signed to Siesta Records out of Spain, where they released the aforementioned novelle. Being labeled by the not-so-complimentary twee style upon its release, Club 8 sound definitely evolved over time, moving away from that label and really what I would consider into a more sophisticated sound. After Nouvelle, Club 8 went back into the studio to record The Friend I Once Had, a much more cultivated sound with expanded instrumentation and a much more diverse song structure. Since Angergaard had previously run the record label Summer Sound with members of Acid House Kings, he and Labrador founder Bent Ram merged and formed Labrador Records with Angergaard responsible for basically, quote, all things music. The album would eventually be released on Labrador. Yoan is best known for his work with the Acid House Kings and other projects, including the wonderful Justin, where he worked transatlantically with one of my dearest friends, Rose from Shoestrings. Let's take a listen to the second track from The Friend I Once Had, 
titled All I Can Do. The song All I Can Do features a bossa nova style that finds itself spread throughout the album. Because of this, All I Can Do slows the tempo down for what I would consider a more jazzy affair. With that, let's give All I Can Do a spin. The album was produced by Martin Permer and Club 8, with the production being stellar, frankly, from start to finish. It really combined perfectly programmed synths layered under expertly played acoustic and electric guitars. So in the same vein as Ready Steady Go by Holiday, which I featured in episode 4 of this podcast, the production was definitely above average as compared to the other indie pop recordings of the day. Very much inspired by 80s synth pop, the friend I once had showed the first glimpses of Club 8's future evolution into the areas of trip-hop, chill, and even some West African and Brazilian sounds. The song Holiday even features what I would consider a James Bond-esque intro with plenty of tremolo guitar throughout. The friend I once had is definitely very diverse in its song structures. So the next track that we're going to hear is Someday, a strumming affair with Carolina delivering heartfelt lyrics and an absolutely soaring chorus. It features a very cool bridge, which can also sound kind of awkward in indie pop songs, but not this one. Someday also has a very cool guitar solo of sorts. So another indie pop anomaly, but yet it was perfectly done here, was that guitar solo. This track has a chorus that once again, you'll hear it and you'll find yourself humming it really literally all day. So with that, let's give Someday a spin. So the album cover for The Friend I Once Had features Yoan and Carolina in a car with Yoan behind the wheel and Carolina looking concerned with her hand covering her mouth. The car ca- appears to be stuck in traffic while Carolina's eyes slyly peer out the rear window. A perfect sepia photo befitting of the music contained on this record. I always really wondered though 
if they were driving away from something that they were missing or towards something or someone they wished they weren't. I guess only Yoan and Carolina would know. The Friend I Once Had was originally released on CD only by Labrador Records in 1998 with a CD and vinyl version that came out on March Records in the U.S. I'd love to own this record on vinyl one day, but from my research for this podcast, there are very few copies available for sale, which I think speaks uh, quite a bit to its quality. So after Club 8, the prolific Angergaard went on to form The Legends, releasing three albums in the mid-2000s for Labrador, and still to this day recording with Acid House Kings. Sadly, Carolina did not pursue music after Club 8, despite what I would love to say is really a delightful voice. I wish we had more of Carolina to enjoy. So for the next track, we're going to listen to yet another hummable pop gem, The End of the Affair. So The End of the Affair is a sixth track on this album, and is presented in what I would consider a traditional pop fashion. Like Someday, it features a wonderfully memorable chorus. So from The Friend I Once Had by Club 8, let's take The End of the Affair for a spin. So the final track that we're going to hear today is the 12th track, which is actually the final track of the album called Missing You. Missing You would be as comfortable in a dance club as it would be an indie pop night spinning classics at any big city bar. I can't help but draw connections between Missing You and Missing the Moon from episode one of this podcast where I featured the field mice. While the tracks aren't exactly complementary, the feature, they both feature really a similar excursion into what I would say is a full electronic dance song by a group who really specializes in classic indie pop. Missing You has also been remixed on multiple occasions, with the remixer putting their own original spin on this classic. So as I close out today's show, a reminder that you can find this podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more from Club 8 on both Apple Music and Spotify. If you like what you've heard today, I'd be honored if you left a rating and a review, helping others to find this show. And as always, I can be reached directly at vinyldetroit.podcast at gmail.com. Lastly, I can also be found on Instagram at vinyl underscore Detroit and on Facebook under the groups. Just search for the Vinyl Detroit Podcast. Thanks again for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed my look at Club 8's stellar 1998 release, The Friend I Once Had. With that, let's close out this show with the final track from The Friend I Once Had, and this is Missing You. <laughs>